0: Hello and welcome to the True North CFL Podcast first off-season special. I am your host Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at aka Jimmy Leach.
1: I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor Curry SK.
0: And I'm
2: Carter Kennington. You can follow me on Instagram at Carter Kennington.
0: All right. And don't- oh, sorry, Taylor. Go for it.
2: Just, uh, just want to say, don't forget our socials. We're a little
1: quiet right now. CFL's been quiet up and so uh, we'll be up and about. Give us a follow. We're on Instagram and Twitter at True or CFL Podcast. Search us up. You'll find us. Same as Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. So yeah, give us a follow and uh, listen more and we'll be around all off-season.
0: Wow. Absolutely. We'll try to keep you guys updated as news progresses here. That's more or less what the off-season shows are going to be. They're going to be a bit of a rundown of Kind of what's been going on through basically the month and we're gonna run down the news and we're gonna have you know our own takes on different issues and things like that and uh another episode that we have in the pipes right now is um we did a show breaking down the last top 20 that was released back in december but unfortunately due to some issues in the editing process it is not out yet uh some files got corrupted so we're just sorting that out so you'll probably hear on that episode whether it gets released just before or just after this one that some stuff because we recorded it probably mid or late December so you are saying oh look forward to a show around new year's that's this show just so you guys know so without further ado let's get into the news EC has extended running back John White through 2020. Luchez Purifoy has extended with the Riders through 2021. Jason Moss was relieved of his coaching duties, so Taylor, take back your low rating of Brock Sunderland as a GM. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, he made a good move. He brought a good, a good head coach in. See what he does, uh, we'll talk about it.
0: All right, All right. good deal, so... Stamps punter Rob Maver, the king of the coffin corner, has officially retired.
2: Off he goes. We'll miss you. Well, I mean, I won't, but, like, Stamps fans will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, he was very good for a very long time, so yeah. nothing but the best. And I know this isn't necessarily CFL news, but it is football news in general. The Arena Football League has ceased operations as of November 28th. Um Oh it's unfortunate.
2: <laughs> I really liked it. It was a cool product. It was like always like well almost always like offensive shootouts because of how the rules were set up.
0: Yeah, it was it certainly was... an interesting league. And we did get some good players from that league too. Like Darrell Walker came from the arena league,
2: you know. Yeah, Maurice Leggett. Yeah, he was championship.
0: Yeah, yeah, so there He was there yeah. like
2: before and after his stint in CFO. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's a shame to kinda see that league go. And CFL draft prospect, Mark Leggio, is to attend the College Gridiron Showcase. Montreal has formally asked Bomber, uh, for the Bombers' permission to interview Danny McManus and Ryan Rigmaiden about their vacant GM position. The team is also in discussions to bring uh, Eric Desjardins back in a football ops capacity. Also, the BC Lions Director of Football Operations, Neil McAvoy. The XFL denied permission for the Eskimos to speak to Jamie Elizondo about their head coaching vacancy. The Riders signed five players to their roster. Canadian offensive lineman Logan Furland Canadian linebacker Jacob Janke. I know James is really happy about that, even though he's not here right now. Because they play together.
1: Shout out to Uncle James.
0: Yep. <laughs> American running back Jamal Morrow. And offensive lineman Vincent Roy. And global receiver Max Zimmerman. Al's have reached out to the Red Blacks to speak uh, to their director of player personnel. Jean-Marc Edom about their GM, posi- uh, open GM position. The Rough Riders offensive coordinator, Stephen McAdoo, was interviewed <laughs> about the Red Blacks coaching job. <laughs> well, we know that didn't happen, but it was a long shot. <laughs> Pat Cats offensive coordinator, Tommy Condell, will draw some head coaching consideration. That was as of November 30th. Canadian defensive lineman Mac Henry signed a two-year extension with the Riders. Montreal Alouettes signed six players: Hugo Richard, Canadian quarterback; Etienne Moyse, receiver; Malcolm Carter, linebackers Jason Hall and Paris Taylor, and defensive end Chase Demore. Chuba Hubbard, who's been tearing up the NCAA for Oklahoma State, he was named the Delk Walker award finalist for best running back in the NCAA. EC Lions signed quarterback KJ Carter-Samuels out of Colorado State University. Tommy Condell with draw some head coach considerations. Again, that's of, as of November 30th. That, that's there twice for some reason. I didn't write this. <laughs> Riders hire former Stampeders co- scout. Sorry. Kyle Carson as director of player personnel. Toronto signs Chandler Worthy to a three-year contract extension. And we're going to get to our first discussion topic here. Rick Campbell was named head coach of the BC Lions. Now, guys, how do you think this impacts BC? Uh, I
1: I think it's a good move. Rick Campbell is a really good coach. uh, It wasn't his fault what happened in Ottawa. So with Mike Riley there and some really key pieces back in DC next year, and you know he's got good pieces around him. They're going to play well, I think, and they're going to compete. So good move on their part.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's nice to see uh, Rick Campbell get some sort of you know like opportunity, you know, after what happened last year. Because I think a lot of people unfairly blamed him because, like, you know, it's a lot of people just don't know the full situation, like with what happened with the GM and everything in terms of that. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's good for him. I think. Yeah, BC made a really smart move in picking him up. Um, I'm like, it's nice they didn't really waste any time with it. Um, it was like they knew their they knew their guys and they immediately went after him. I think like Lapo was the other finalist, and then as soon as they couldn't get Lapo, they snatched Campbell, and I think that was a really good move. Honestly, I almost would have gone with Campbell like anyway, even if Lapo was avail- available.
0: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you there. I think Rick Campbell got absolutely screwed in Ottawa because the GM gave him literally zero talent to work with in terms of a professional football team. So I think there's definitely some pieces to work with in BC, and I think their record will definitely improve from last year. Former Stamps receiver Markin Michelle works out with the Philadelphia Eagles. Former CFL receiver Deron Terrell Inman was released by the San Diego Chargers and was working out for the Indianapolis Colts. Special teams coordinator Jeff Reinbold signs an extension with the Ticats. Uh, defensive lineman Derek Wigan re-signs the stamps through 2021. And Red Blast general manager uh, Marcel Desjardins bears blame for quarterback woes. Poof! wow. Who would have guessed? (laughs) But uh, the Toronto Argonauts have re-signed linebacker Bear Woods through 2021. East of the Lions have re-signed Brandon Rutley through 2020. And the Riders named Jason Moss their offensive coordinator through 2021.
2: Good move.
0: Yeah, I like that move, too. I
2: think it's decent.
0: It's definitely an upgrade over McAdoo, so... There, i'll take it and then and
1: in the booth he'll have no gatorade uh bottles to throw around
0: that's true
2: just his headset so we'll, we'll see <laughs> yep.
0: you just see it out the
2: window like getting thrown <laughs> into the stand there's just
0: gonna be a pile of headsets beside him and it's just gonna be like why are those there and then the hardcore fans will be like we know why
2: Those all <laughs> the breaking ones
0: <laughs> yep
2: you gotta do man
0: yep and then where am I? Oh yeah, Riders keep Jason Shivers as their defensive coordinator for one more year. Ooh. Good move. Red Blacks announce former Winnipeg offense coordinator Paul Apolice is their new head coach. Now, guys, how do you think this move impacts the Red Blacks? Uh,
1: I think it's a good like. I think it's a good move. Rick Campbell, Paul Apolice. I just hope. Like I feel like it's going to be ugly there for at least a year. Like they're not going to turn around unless they sign a whole bunch of people when free agency hits. But um, like he he'll be a good fit there. I just don't want to thrown into the fire and sacrifice.
2: Um, I think he's going to do really good there, especially because you know most of Ottawa's issues came on the offensive side of the ball, and I mean that's like where Paul Lapelise... <laughs> is you know better at in terms of just like offense and defense even when he was like uh, before when he was the Bombers head coach I felt like our offense was better than our defense was so like for the issues that are arising in Ottawa I think it's a really good pickup so I'm just hoping that it doesn't start to sort of like teeter-totter where it's like the offense starts to pick it up and then the defense starts to really slack if that doesn't happen then I think it'll be a really good year and like well not a really good year but like give it a few years and it'll be a good time
0: I'm inclined to agree with you. I think uh, Lapo, pro- give him a year, Red Blacks fans, because, yeah, there's a lot of problems in Ottawa that need to be fixed. But in year two, I think we'll see probably Ottawa back in the playoffs or again, or at least being a competitive football team.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a good thing to say. I mean, mm-hmm. like they were good a couple of years ago, and they really just fell off last year. Get some back, and Build up that defense again and you'd be good. And I mean, how hard is it to be really competitive in the east and take away the crossover spot, right? Like it's it's not the be all end all. You don't have to finish first place to get in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so on to other news here. Calgary Stampeders Peters signed national running back. Anthony, Milanovich leader, to a two-year extension through 2021. Winston Rose booked multiple NFL workouts. Calgary Stampeders promote Pat Delmonico, to offensive coordinator. The Riders signed two players to their main roster, Canadian wide receiver Mitchell Pickton, and Canadian defensive lineman Matthew Brenton. Calgary Stampeders have signed national receiver Michael Klukus uh, for 2020. Red Blacks have signed former NFL running back and returner Akeem Hunt. Edmonton Eskimos named Scott Milanovic their new head coach. So we're going to have another talk about that, guys. What do you think about Milanovic as a hire?
1: Uh, I think it's a good move. the The man's had success in CFL four, and I'm sure he'll do it again. You know, they have a good team there. They just Trevor Harris can't choke, but I mean, they got a great receiving core. They have a good running back in Shaq Cooper. Their defense, I mean, their line was really strong. Here, their DBs could use a little bit of work, but they're pretty good. But I mean, three-time Grey Cup champion. He's coach of the year in 2012. Like, good coach. So I I think it's a good hire make edmonton a lot more competitive than
2: yeah i mean i i think it's it's gonna be not the exact same situation as ottawa but it's like it might be a rocky start just with the way that the last season ended so like you know don't call for the pitchforks if he does have like a rough you know two or like one and two one and three start to the year because yeah i i personally think he's a really good selection I think, towards like the middle and back half of the season, you're really going to see that with Edmonton.
0: I'm inclined to agree with you there. I think I think it's a decent hire. Uh, I'm a little skeptical of Milanovic, just because he's been out of the CFL for a while, but it's be- because he's been in the NFL. so I'm curious to see if that helps him or hurts him coming back.
1: Yeah, but I, I think he's a hard enough guy that he'll be okay. Like he's he got to the NFL for a reason. Like he stepped down Jacksonville. Like I don't think he was gonna get fired. So like I think I think he made the right move and he'll he'll do good. We'll see. Time will tell.
0: Yeah. Sure. So Calgary extended defensive lineman Radero Law. Uh, Toronto fired head coach Corey Chamberlain of his duties and they brought in Ryan Dinwiddie as the new head coach. So what do you guys think of that move?
1: I think it's interesting. Like I like Chamberlain as a coach. Uh maybe he was given too much power. I think he had a couple other roles there too, but uh Dinwiddie is a bit of a confusing fit to me. maybe Pinball likes him. I I just there's other options out there and I don't know why they chose Dinwiddie, but Maybe they see something in him that I don't.
2: Yeah, like, I feel the same way. I just don't know why this was the move. Um, I mean, it could work. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, you look pretty much anywhere else in the league and you're sort of sat here like, yep, that makes sense, that makes sense. And this one's just kind of like, nope. What, what's what's going on here?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, it's kind of... Probably a lot of the other coaches were taken that they wanted, and um, they're probably trying to be a bit ahead of the curve, trying to hire a young guy and see how that works out for them. You no, know, just because there was talk of different people being interested in Dim Woody before this signing. I think they talked about him with the Red Blacks and a few other spots. So I think this is just Toronto trying to get a young, new face to run their organization and see how it works out. Yeah, you could be right. You know? So, um, oh, wait, go ahead, Carter.
2: Yeah, well, I was just saying, like, Toronto's kind of in the position where it's like, uh, you know, you can kind of throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. You yeah. know? <laughs> That's pretty much what they're doing. That is and the I mean, to be analogy.
0: fair. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Now, um, what else is here? Oh, yeah. So, we have another discussion question here. Winnipeg has extended contracts with head coach Mike O'Shea and Kyle Walters. What do you guys think, good or bad move?
1: Oh, great move for Winnipeg, just coming off a great cup, you know. Those two have built uh, a good foundation to stand on even. They lose a couple key keeps this year. Uh, they'll be competitive next year, and uh, no, I, I think it's a great move. Like, I, I, they shouldn't have went anywhere else, you know. There was doubts with Mike O'Shea and stuff, but he got it done this year, and the GM's good. He brings in talent even though a lot of it's a uh, washed up rider right sometimes, but
2: uh <laughs> he, he still brings in talent. And it it was the right move. Oh, I was I was so happy. Like I I kind of figured Kyle Walters going to stick around. I mean, I think he still had one more year on his deal like anyway, so they extended him through 2021. Um or like either like basically like O'Shea is here for a few years and then Kyle Walters is here for one longer. Um but yeah, so it's like, he was around for one more, and even if he wasn't, I think they would have held on to him. The big question was O'Shea, and if he was going to go to Toronto. Um, I'm really glad that he didn't, because yep, yeah, won us a cup. Um, he's a great guy, just like, you know, you can tell from, like, his interviews, he's very, like, you know, he's he's very internal, but, like, you know, he's a great guy to actually, like, talk to. I've heard that he's just a nice person as well, so nice. We need some of that here in Winnipeg, so <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, just just an all-around good move.
0: Yeah, I like it too. Uh, if you would have asked me if this was a good move, if the Bombers had just kind of gone out and pitter-pattered in the playoffs, I would have said no. But because they won that cup, it changes my perception a bit of uh, Mike O'Shea. So overall, I think it's a good move right now. Now, to some other Bomber news, uh, Winnipeg extends offensive tackle Jamarcus Hardrick. On December 15th, it was reported that Ottawa and Montreal are competing for Kevin Glenn to be their quarterback coach. That's interesting. Bombers There's extend Canadian receiver Drew Wolotarski for two more years. Rough Riders, in turn, extended aided running back Keenan LaFrance for two more years. And December 17th, the CFL released its top 10, uh, Ten players from each team's necklace, You can go check that out on Three Down Nation or the CFL's official website. They'll have that up. Uh, the Red Blacks hire Mike Benavides as their defensive coordinator. DC Lions extended Canadian receiver Shaq Johnson. Hamilton has extended offensive coordinator, Tommy Condell, and defensive coordinator Mark Washington. Rough Riders have re-signed offensive lineman Dan Clark for two more years. Uh, on December 28th, Winston Rose and Marcus Sales were released to pursue NFL opportunities. Hamilton extended a uh, contract with Canadian DB Mike Daly. Hamilton re-signed Jeremiah Mazzoli in a very surprising move, in my opinion.
1: I think it was a good move, though.
0: Eh, I don't know. Depends on what you think of Dane Evans.
1: See, but that's the thing. Now, like, I'd make them compete for that number one spot. Like, Dane Evans just took you to a Grey Cup. Mazzoli was hurt, but make him fight. Like, it should be an open spot at this point. I know they're paying Mizzoli a lot more, but what did Dane
2: do, or what did Mizzoli do that Dane couldn't, you know?
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know.
2: If... If it's if it's equal, you know, why don't you try to send off the guy that's costing you a ton?
0: Yeah, like yeah. I would have I would have kept Dane and then, you know, farewell Mazzoli, but he costs more and he's coming off an ACL injury, so
2: even even if Dane wanted to restructure his contract, go for it. Because he's probably still not gonna be asking as much as Mazzoli is.
0: Yeah, for sure. I would just uh Yeah, I would have kept Dane and sent Mazzoli packing and you would probably sign another backup in the offseason and in, like Logan Kilgore or somebody else, you know? Maybe even Antonio Pipkin, because he might be a free agent.
1: Maybe. With that carousel they had there, they're going to have some guys leave.
0: Oh, yeah. And for Winston Rose, who we mentioned was released for an NFL opportunity, on the 31st, he signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. And Marcus Sales signed on New Year's Day with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, former Edmonton Eskimo defensive lineman Nick Usher has signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to be a little weird to say now.
1: Um.
0: Former Edmonton linebacker J.C. Sherritt named co-special teams coordinator at Cal Poly State University. Montreal release star running back William Standback to pursue NFL opportunities on January second in the same day Yes he signs with the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good move for him. But I mean, you got Josh Jacobs to compete with there. But good, uh, like I'm, I'm happy for Standback. He was arguably one of the better running backs in the this year. Um, yeah, I'm happy for him.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think I think it's nice for him because not only is he going. To he uh going to the NFL. He's going to like the new Raiders. I don't know if you guys have seen the video on the construction of like the guy going past it. It looks like the Death Star. Yeah, like, that's. I am so excited to see that stadium and like do like a virtual tour or something, you know, or just anything to see like the inside of that and like the locker rooms and all the technology they're gonna have. It's gonna be nuts. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's
0: gonna, like it's, it's gonna be an upgrade from Montreal's facility, that's for sure. Yeah,
2: that's fair. <laughs> I mean, we'll see we'll see because i mean if uh if the golden knights fan base comes over as well then it'll be a pretty raucous time there
0: oh no doubt yeah. oh. but looking at the teams that he had a shot of going to i think it was the patriots texans uh raiders and then there was another team i, think I thought the bears. oh the bears okay yeah no I, I wouldn't have gone to the bears but I think he probably would have been better off if he wanted to play sooner. I think maybe the Texans or Patriots kind of with Michelle struggling a little bit. I think those two would have been better options for him, but I mean, if, yeah, yeah, Vegas, I I like the move too. It's definitely not a bad choice for him. Josh Jacobs, though, is kind of slated in as number one there, but if he gets hurt, you know, I don't know who they have behind him, so.
1: Yeah, exactly. Prove your worth. and. Take your opportunities
0: down. Yeah, Stanback's a talented guy, so hopefully he gets that number two job and plays well. Yeah. So, finally we have one guy who has been released who hasn't signed, but probably will soon. Hamilton uh, released receiver Braylon Addison to pursue NFL opportunities. I I can't say 100% this is a sure thing, but based on... What I've heard about his workouts is probably going to be the Vikings. But what do you guys think?
1: Oh, that's what I've heard, too. So, I mean, it's tough with NFL workouts, but I wish him the best. Like, he was, in my opinion, like the most impressive receiver possibly in the league this year with everything he did. And uh, he deserves the shot at the NFL to get that money Good for him. And I hope he sticks and gets an actual shot.
2: Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's like, I just hope he doesn't go somewhere to, like, be a camp guy, you know? And he's just sort of there and, like, practice roster. Like, no, give him the shot that he earned. Know, yeah, it's like...
0: Yeah, I agree with you. He, he's probably my favorite receiver this year.
2: Oh, he was, one guy. he was
0: crazy fun to watch, yeah. He was consistent, too. Like, he, he wouldn't... Oh, yeah. Like, Brandon Banks is a phenomenal receiver, but he'd have a couple off games, whereas Addison was consistent throughout the entire season. So, you know, that's one of the features that some of these teams look for. So hopefully, yeah, he definitely sticks.
2: Yeah, but it's hard to tell with NFL workouts because it's like the whole thing with uh with Willie Jefferson's workouts. is He's only done one with Miami, but multiple other teams are like offering to like, you know, they want him to like go work out, but he's just not doing it. I think Cause it's probably because those-
0: Miami was like, hey, w- we're going to sign you. Just give us a minute sort everything out <laughs> yeah, yeah they stopped his workout early you're like yeah, we, yeah. we've seen everything let, we need to see us, in a good let way
2: so. let's put the money in the briefcase here
0: exactly well,
1: and miami's going through a lot of coaching changes apparently like a lot of front office changes so they kind of want to wait till that dies down to something i think like till they got the names in place
2: but yeah, just it goes to show that it's like you know when you go with like a workout, it's really difficult to like you know because it might someone might swoop in, you
0: know? Yeah, because Willie Jefferson, he's good enough to be down in the NFL, oh, even oh. even if it's just a special teamer. Like he he's good. So oh, he's got. So the hopefully, size. somebody gets him. Got the athleticism too. He's a freak. Yeah, exactly. You
2: know?
0: Yeah. And speaking of another NFL sign-in, Reggie Bangleton signed with the Green Bay Packers. What you guys think of that?
1: I think it's a great move for Reggie. Uh, I, I mean, I just, all these CFL guys, I, I hope that they actually get a shot because they deserve it. Like, Reggie was, again, one of the best receivers in the CFL this year. Like, having some of the games he did with three, three touchdowns and 150-plus yards, like, yeah, he was a breakout star. And I just, I mean, if he's got Aaron Rodgers throwing, be really successful so just hope he gets his shot
2: yeah there's uh there's only one place that i'm not going to be missing uh seeing bagelton oh you know, and that's on the fantasy board okay <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you that much but like no for real like it's it, i feel like i'm saying the same thing with everybody it's just like regardless of what team you come from regardless of any of that i just hope you know that every single guy gets a real opportunity and you know i hope they're able to take it and run with it because like it sucks, you know, and you you get signed to like you know the promised land, and then you don't really get anything. So I hope that doesn't happen for these guys because they're all talented. They wouldn't be picked up by the NFL if they weren't talented, you know. Yeah, yeah
0: for sure. Now to Carter's point there, yeah, that's interesting. Two of these guys are like my fantasy locks consistently throughout the year. So that that's definitely interesting. I'm going to miss these guys in CFL fantasy, but um, yeah, yeah, it's just. I really hope he gets a shot there. I mean, I think of Packers receivers, and they've really struggled to find anybody outside of Devontae Adams. They found a one guy to be their number two receiver. I can't remember his name. I think it's Voltes Scalting or something like that. He's probably oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he's probably their solid number two. But after that, they really don't have anybody. So maybe Bagleton can win that job as the third receiver, kind of like Duke Williams did in Buffalo this year.
1: What a year he had! Hey, like in yeah. the playoffs, he had over a hundred yards receiving, and yeah, that was awesome to see. Even though they lost, it was just awesome to see someone actually playing and like and making an impact in the game.
0: Yeah, I watched. I watched That's part of that player. game, and they were throwing to Duke a lot, and he was making great catches and being you know, an overall good playmaker. It's a shame he didn't play more in the regular season, but yeah, I think he'll stick around now that he showed out in the playoffs.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: And another guy who has been released but hasn't signed is Stan Peters defensive back Trey Roberson is looking to pursue some NFL opportunities. Curious thing about him. Where does he land?
1: Well, I'm just happy that they finally released him. You know, they were releasing other players and everything else was moving, but he had opportunities and had to miss them. Because of uh they they didn't release him so I'm just happy to see him be able to start looking at these opportunities now and uh I'm not really sure where he'd end up I haven't heard any teams like I haven't heard any rumors or anything where he's trying out but uh like yeah, yeah. what do you guys think like he's one of the best deep this
2: year so he could oh make yeah. It.
0: Um, I think he's for sure NFL I mean, bound. I just I don't it, know where. Yeah, it's it's really yeah.
2: difficult. That's that's what's hard when you're looking at you know 30 teams as opposed to nine. Yeah, you know, it's just exactly. you're well, looking for at sure. it and it's like because you're you're always gonna overlook somebody that makes like no sense because for all we know the I don't know like the Buccaneers could use them. right? it's like we don't know. Yeah, there's just too many teams in the equation and it, like especially when you aren't doing NFL workouts, so you can't even. Speculate.
0: Sure, I'm trying to look three down as a workout tracker here, so I'm just trying to look for everybody here, but not seeing anything for him. Uh, there's a couple that aren't on the news document that I'm going to mention. We I don't have a date for when these guys signed, but uh, kicker Brett Maher signed with the New York Jets.
2: Uh, oh, we good talked.
0: Friend. Uh, yep, yeah, and we're we haven't we talked about Chris words I believe, or we're going to. Market sales. yep. Um, Derek Moncrief has a ton of workouts, so expect him to sign somewhere soon.
1: Yeah, and actually, I saw Derek Taylor on 620 on their website. He reported, like, he talked to Jeremy O'Day today, and the, the Riders are under the impression that Moncrief will be back next year because he's going to get an NFL show.
0: Oh, yeah, if you look at all these guys who have signed, a lot of them have a ton of workouts. Like, I look at Bangleton, uh there's... At least six or seven teams that he worked out for, similar amount for Standback and Moncrief has more workouts than both of those guys. Dude, so. that's
2: that's crazy. Like just looking at that, because like you know I've you know with me having connections with some players, I've I know what it's like. I know the process of doing a single workout. That's nuts to have like you know six and six or seven, especially if they're sort of like back to back.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be hell. Yeah. But uh and another guy we missed here, uh Jonathan Kongbo, Canadian, oh. signed with the San Francisco 49ers. So congratulations to him. And where are we here? Oh. Montreal Leaf, president uh and chief, executive officer, Patrick Bullivan of his duties. Red Blacks have acquired Nick Arbuckle in a trade, sending a third round pick to the calgary stampeders and if Nick Arbuckle signs, they will swap first round picks and if that happens, Calgary will have the number one overall pick in the twenty twenty c f l draft. And you guys think of that trade
1: well both I think both teams won like Nick played well enough to Calgary in the race, and they were in it for a while and uh I mean Calgary in return if he signs gets the number one overall pick this year. So uh yeah, I think that's pretty good for Calgary. And uh yeah, I mean if you stick around and beat the guy there, then we move for to Ottawa too.
2: I um I have a quick hitter question for you guys. In the span of this year, like including like they do whatever, who do you think had the better year? Because 'Cause I'm just sort of like now that I'm thinking about it, who had the better year? Arbuckle or Mitchell? Uh, uh yeah. Uh,
0: I, I'm gonna go with Bo. This is it's bow uh but it's, it's our buckle had a good year but that's that's what's
2: weird though it's like it's an it's a debate i think the majority of people would still say bow but you know this time it's sort of like you have to think about it
0: yeah for sure on so this that's, one
2: that's what makes it sort of like look like a much better deal than what it would have been like a year ago um
0: but in fairness to Bo, you could tell something was wrong with him for most of the year, and we're, we are going to talk about that later on in the news report. So that could have something to do with it too, as Bo wasn't one hundred percent the whole year.
1: So I mean, if we look, just kind of a comparison. I don't have games played, but uh, well, Arbuckle threw eleven touchdowns and five picks. Mitchell threw nineteen touchdowns and eleven picks. Arbuckle had twenty one hundred yards, Bo had thirty four, Arbuckle completed seventy three percent of his passes, Bo completed sixty six. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. But, I mean they both didn't play a full year, but yeah. So besides little lacking on yards, guards, his goes better. Yeah. Eleven five to elevens.
2: I mean and going back to the original point, like the the trade, um I was sort of sat here like, you know, I've, I feel like a lot of people, especially me, I expected Police to try and grab one of Winnipeg's quarterbacks because, I mean, he knows them. Like, I was expecting, you know, either Nichols or Caleros, honestly, to be handed that starting job. And what's sort of weirding me out now is that, does Arbuckle go into this thinking that he's going to be a starting position? And does Lapo even try to grab a Winnipeg quarterback? And if they don't, where do either Nichols or Caleros go? See, that's the thing, because if Nick
1: does say no to Ottawa, like if if Paul Atlee says to him, "Look, we're gonna bring in another guy. You're gonna compete." Maybe Nick goes, "Eh, I don't want to sign here." <laughs> Calgary doesn't pick, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It, it could turn nothing in the blink of an eye, and then then everything's changed. Then it's like, oh, who's Ottawa's quarterback now? Like they could bring in Zach Caleros or. Matt Nichols, or Chris Streveler, But, I mean, as you know, Carter, like, Streveler wants to stay. I think Nichols is under contract for one more year. So, Caleros, to me, god man out. They're like, thanks for winning us a great cup, but we're not putting all our eggs in your basket, and they'll kick them to Ottawa.
2: Well, it's like, it's just another reason, like, I, d- I don't think Streveler would be too mad about going to Ottawa, but I think the main thing is do you really want to have your quarterbacks as Dom Davis and John Jennings and Strevler. Yeah. Is, are, are those the three that you want going into the year?
0: I wouldn't want like, any of those three even near my like, starting job.
2: Yeah. So that's just, that's why I think Strevler is going to be sticking around here.
0: Yeah, I um, think he will. Unless it was LaPolice's kind of system that he worked in, and maybe he sees that. It's like, hey, maybe I can go and do this in Ottawa. But yeah, I think it's probably likely that Strevler, if he doesn't get an NFL shot, he probably stays in Winnipeg. Yeah.
2: I mean, fairly, I, I'm fairly certain that he'll re Because, like, I just don't think, I think his only workout was with Arizona. I think that was his only one. Let
0: me check the workout tracker here. Yeah, yeah, it was just the Cardinals. You're right.
2: Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not sure, you know, if the the completion numbers are just, you know, I just don't think they'd be good enough from this past year. Yeah. But, I mean, I I like him. I like him in the role that he is, like, in Winnipeg. So I'd like to keep him around.
0: All right. So moving on here, we got uh, Chris Edwards signed with the 49ers. I think we talked a little bit about that. Brown's head coaching search. Cleveland has talked to Argos head coach Ryan Dimwitty. That seems
1: like a weird pick. Hey,
0: that does seem weird to me, especially because he did just got hired as head coach.
2: Could you imagine?
1: Well, and it's like, what? Do, what don't we know that they know? Or no, like Toronto grabs him.
2: Did he have? Did he, to grab them? Did he do stuff in the NFL or did, in like the did
0: uh the thing that dimwoody did um the guys that were backing him up in the o seven gray cup both of them are n f l head coaches yeah every
2: every so, bomber every bomber q b from that uh gray cup is now a head coach
0: i think somewhere. there's we'll there come come must it be something to fun. that then honestly Bro, he's only
2: on there because he started a Grey Cup game more than a decade ago.
0: Well, the NFL, they're a bunch of copycats, some of them, so I think maybe that's why there's like, hey, maybe there's something to this and they're going to interview him. Like unless they saw something with Calgary that they really liked and think they could apply it to. Just
2: some poor intern trying to connect all the dots, trying to figure out how to save their like failing franchise by some miracle.
0: I mean, Well, even Browns, they have talent now. It's just they need to get their front office together and their coaching staff, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. In
1: in college, Dinwiddie was considered to be the greatest quarterback in the history of Boise State football. Really? Yeah, he did some stuff back in the day. Yeah. Boise State, in 2003, he threw for 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, and five picks. So I mean he he wasn't bad but like he was in the NFL I think practice roster for a year played for the Hamburg Sea Devils which yeah. is NFL. NFL Europe yep yeah and then the Bombers the Riders and then he coached for the Alouettes Stampeders, Peters Toronto yeah now the NFL's looking at him like
0: it's interesting man
1: crazy yeah
0: yep and the Stamps have extended Kadeem Carey uh for 2 years Will oh, undergo surgery to remove a cyst in his right shoulder so again that's probably what was bugging him the whole year
1: um hey, i got i got one more signing to talk about Sorry. oh go for it uh, the Toronto Argonauts signed Ronald Ollie. and if you've heard that name he was on last chance u with the very first season and uh they went from signing a youtube kicker to a netflix defensive lineman so
2: good for them yeah, I think he's line or line one. Yeah, defensive line. He's a so. D
0: lineman. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so in yeah. other news, follow my Twitch channel because I will soon be the next Toronto quarterback.
0: <laughs> 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 Pretty much, yeah. They're just signing these social media stars or athletes.
1: Let's get it done. I'm sure we can make it happen. They're desperate in Toronto.
0: It's like, hey, I Hi. heard you play football. Hi. Insert Hi. big YouTuber here. You want to come Hi. on a practice Hi. roster? <laughs>
2: Yeah, they just send emails to... Bro, Lo- Logan Paul's Paul. going to be playing their special team.
0: I was going to say, didn't Faze Banks or Logan Paul play football? And it's like, yo, they're probably like, Faze Banks, come play for us.
1: Heather, yeah, gar- who cares?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then teams will be allowed to have three quarterbacks on their roster in 2020. Thank God, because we heard a yeah. rumor that... uh. You would only be allowed to have two QBs on your roster, and I was losing it over that. Like, it's, that's probably the most bush league thing I have heard in a long time. Especially they were even considering year, that. Yeah, yeah, like, like
2: after this year, where every starting quarterback got hurt at some point. Well, and exactly. And how do you build someone for the future
1: if you have that guy in a backup? Oh, no like
0: yeah, you're not going to take as many chances on quarterbacks if that happens. It's like your depends. You might have a young guy who's you know started. You're gonna probably have a veteran backup, and then you're not not gonna have any guy on the wings. Or if he is, he's on the practice roster and he's never going to see a game.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Whereas if he's the third string, if those two guys in front of him get hurt, he actually has a chance to go in, which has happened and it's happened this year. So hopefully the they, I I don't like the idea of restricting the amount of quarterbacks. Period. Because oh, it's... there was a game a couple years ago in Montreal where starter, the backup, and the third striker got hurt in the same game.
2: Bro, they had to go down their the coach in there.
0: <laughs> they had to go down their fourth string quarterback. So I mean, it's I just don't like the idea of restricting the amount of uh, uh, players at a certain position that you oh, can have. Doing... Doing a
2: quick uh, sports crossover, they'd have to do something like uh the Blackhawks did against the Winnipeg Jets in the NHL. Um like the goalie and the backup goalie both got injured, so they had to bring on this like fan. Yeah, they had to bring in like, like an net. actual goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Or like or a actually, college
0: like, goalie or something.
2: No, he track. was like he was like a banker or something. He was like, an accountant. Like, he was an yeah, accountant. Yeah, I, I know that, full, yeah. He had a full time job and then he got to go play for the Blackhawks the, like on the night.
0: He actually yeah. had a decent game, too, oh, he, which is he impressive. Didn't,
2: I don't think they scored on him. Yeah. I so mean, that, to be fair, they, they put him in a really good situation. They're up like 6-2, but it's like still...
0: Yeah, it's still very impressive.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And then, uh, good news for Alouettes fans. You can finally rest easy. It says Spiegel and Gary Stern have purchased the Montreal Alouettes. So what do you guys think about that? How does that this affect Montreal now that they actually have owners?
1: Well, I mean it can only be up from here in in that aspect. Like they got owners from their press conference. Like they really seem into it. Like they're really excited to be here and doing this. So it's great to see. And uh, I hope they can bring back because they were starting to trash talk already. I hope they bring back some rivalry to help Toronto out too. And the- no, yeah. I think
2: it's great for the league and great for the. Yeah, I mean I think it's great. Um personally, I think if Montreal um like if Montreal doesn't have as good of a year, like even if they just drop a few more games, I don't think this purchase happens. Um, because I've said it before on this podcast, Montreal fans will get really into it. Like they will be hardcore CFL fans if their team is winning. That's it. And though. yeah. So if you know, as soon as you start losing, they're not like they're not faithful like that, they're done. They're either all in or they're
0: all out. Well, they're so, not as bad as Toronto fans, I'd say, because uh, we saw the regression of the Montreal fan base. It was a slower one than Toronto. True. Toronto happened immediately after they left the Rogers Center, which is probably the worst move that franchise could have made. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's a good move. I like that they finally got some ownership. It's going to make their GM hunt much easier, cause yeah. We talked about the news segment. A lot of these people they were interviewing, right, and talking to, a lot of them turned the job down because they they didn't know who the owner was gonna be or who they were gonna be answering to and it wasn't a stable position, but uh in the interview these guys were talking about how they plan to find a GM within three weeks and eventually they oh. have a goal of finding an actual home which i like so they're going to
2: that's that's so, solid though
0: i like that idea that they're going to find a stadium so yeah good and then, taylor can you add into the trash talk Because you told us what they said off air about the owner said about the argos what do you can you kind of say what they said on here oh
1: yeah so they got asked like a reporter asked them, they had the opportunity to look at buying the Argos a few years before, and they asked why they didn't, and then they turned around and said, well, to be honest, the Argos sucks. So, <laughs> so that, that's what I really like. Like they're into, I mean, they know the CFL, they've been fans for a long time, and uh, become a reality that they're owners now, so, I mean, they're only going to want to see it succeed, in to have fresh blood in the league so i i think it's
2: great and just like that hamilton <laughs> and montreal fans are friends
0: yeah <laughs> yeah really so now we're on to our off-season question number two if you're wondering because this is the first off off-season special why this isn't the first one it's because more or less we in our last episode of the year our gray cup episode we Had one for the offseason. So in that one, we ranked uh, top GMs in the league. And naturally, we're going to move on to coaches in this one. And then once free agency is kind of closer and things settle, we'll start to do individual player rankings. But for now, we're going to rank the coaches. Now, I'm going to go over my list from best to worst. So, for me, the best coach in the league is obviously Dave Dickinson of the Calgary Stampeders. He's the gold standard, I think. Orlando Steinauer of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Obviously, because well, everybody knew he was going to be a good head coach. Just, he was such a great coordinator, and he led that team to, I think, his best record in history. I'm yep. Correct. Yep. correct. And then Craig Dickinson. So, two Dickinsons in the top three. I think he did a great job with the Riders and he'll kind of build off his success. In number four, I have Rick Campbell of the BC Lions. Number five, I have Kahari Jones of the Montreal Alouettes. Six, I have Mike O'Shea. Uh, seventh, I have Paul Apollice of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Eighth, I have Scott Milanovic of the Edmonton Eskimos. And ninth, I have Ryan Dinwoody.
1: There we go. Pretty good list yeah. there. Hmm. All right. Okay, my ranking. I have the same Craig Dickinson. Dave Dickinson. Sorry, at number one. Uh, Yeah, calgary has been the best team in the league. Like, they're a dynasty. They're, they're, yeah, the best team in the league. Arguably, you know, the standard to beat. Um then I got Orlando Steinhauer at second uh, he just came off the coach of the year award yeah best record of franchise history uh I mean besides the flop in the great Cup they played phenomenal this year uh I got to give it to Mike O'Shea I, I hate the bombers but Mike O'Shea did great this year coaching with what he had you know going through three quarterbacks no receivers like no big 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 name receivers all year uh so I think he did good there uh then I have Craig Dickinson and four. I think he did good for his first year. He came into a good situation, but he produced. Uh then I have Kahari Jones in Montreal. A couple more steps and he'll be uh higher on that list there. Uh Rick Campbell in BC for number six. Uh you know, it's his first year there, so there's gonna be some but he he'll be good. Uh, I have Scott Milanovic at number seven. He is coming back, I'll admit, you know there could be some rust, so we'll see what happens. I think he'll climb up on the list. Uh, call that police at number eight. He's got a tough road ahead of him, and uh, I just, we gotta see what happens there. I I just, I I worry about that situation. And then I got Ryan Dinwiddie. He is fresh into the head coaching job, and I just, we gotta see what he does before I can put him high on that list. If he turns that franchise around, then...
2: Yeah, that's, that's what's weird. It was, it was a good list, but I'm sort of looking at this, and that's what's weird about, like, making the head coach list it's like at this point there's not really like i feel bad putting these coaches down at like the bottom of the list because it's like you know they're not actually that bad it's just that you know it's like not separate it's not separated by much you know hey they're all in the top 10 right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm actually going to make a few changes to mine, but we'll do it on the fly as we go here. so um, I, I look at coaching and like for me I always thought like you know you want to have the good relationship so that's what I based my stuff off of a lot so that's why my number one is actually Kahari Jones Um, I think that he's just really good with his players and that led you know led Montreal to sort of you know they were dark horses to win the whole thing like they were you know they pretty much every team was a dark horse to win the whole thing, but like you know Montreal really had that momentum going. Um, then in second I got Orlando Steinhauer with uh, Hamilton, best record that they've ever had. I think it just makes sense. Um, third place I got Craig Dickinson, uh, with the Riders because I mean you look at that even with Mcadoo sabotaging your season, you know he still <laughs> found your guy. You had like a great year, so I got him. There and then this is my first switch of putting in Dave Dickinson, uh, with uh the stamps in fourth. Um, because, you know, like you guys said, he's just an amazing coach, but personally I just don't know how much emotion he gets out of a lot of his players. Like not to the same extent. Either I don't know if I just don't see it or what. Um, in fifth I've got Mike O'Shea. I and mean, you can't really have him in the bottom four if he wins, you know. Like if he wins the cup, you can't really do that to him. Um, and then in sixth, I've got Rick Campbell. Um, I think he's going to do great in BC. Pretty much, uh, like he, he pretty much has to, because with Ottawa, there might be some questions about him. But I mean, I think they're unwarranted. I think he'll do a good job. Uh, then I got Lapo in Ottawa. Uh, it's just it's it's at this point, uh, for him, it's more questions than anything because it's been a while, you know. So, He's last been, like, the head coach for a team. Uh, Then I got Milanovic. Um, I'm just, I'm excited to see what he does, you know. It's just, again, it's like, it's all just sort of questions like, oh, where are they going to take it and everything? And lastly, just because we know the absolute least about him in witty, but, I mean, again, this could all change in a matter of, like, the first three weeks of the season, so.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think most of these coaches, whereas there were a couple we could note that were on the hot seat, I don't think yeah. many of these coaches are this here. I think everyone's pretty safe. I don't think safe. any
2: of them are, yeah.
0: Yeah, like the closest, like, I would say, is Dimwoody. Probably the only guy i say maybe, but even then, it's his first year, so even, I think they give him Even then, yeah,
2: it's only because he's brand new.
0: So, yeah. I, I like everybody's list, I think. They're pretty close on most of ours. Yeah. So It's fair. And yeah, with that, I think we can wrap up. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media. We will keep kind of producing some more content other than this. Closer to free agency. We're going to have like a pre-show where we rank different uh, free agents at the different positions and talk about where we might think certain players will go, things like that. and. As well as these regular specials. Hopefully that draft special comes out soon. Uh, it should, but who knows. <laughs> uh That could be my fault or Brandon's. I'm, we're not sure. Because we're sending the files, but it's just, it's a corrupted file. So it's, we'll, you know. We'll
2: find out, and then we'll roast whoever's fault it is in the next episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure it out for sure. And, yeah, we'll have that pre-post free agency show, uh, our re- These are going to be a regular thing every month. Look forward to one of these. and Yeah, that does it. Again, make sure to follow our social media. Like the video. Share it with your friends. Subscribe on YouTube. It really helps. And we'll see you guys next time. This is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.